The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A constant volley of artillery back and forth could be heard throughout our interview. What's up? We have to be more quick. That means to lose all the bureaucracy what we have. Otherwise, we will not have any chance. To, so to be smart technology, more technologically, and of course, quick. It's not money, it's people, people's lives. That's the voice of the president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky. Is Brett Bear in Ukraine, obviously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. And um, I got some stats on other countries stepping up in the funding of the war, which I know a lot of you want. But here's a little more from Brett Baer's interview with the president. Now we've seen Russia on the move. Uh, it took full control of this town, Avivka, uh, south of here. It's the biggest gain, as you hear in artillery yeah. around there, the biggest gain in nine months uh, for Russia. And is, does that mean that we're seeing the tide turn here, the war change? It's not a new page because during these two years, we deoccupied the Kharkiv region. Now we are in this region also with dozens of villages, small villages and cities. And also we uh, unblocked the Black Sea. Now we have their grain routes and etc. and destroyed a lot of their ships, Russian fleet. That's what we did during two years. Yeah, the last year was mostly complicated for us at the end of the year. But what we what been done, I think it was good job. And what they could do, only this one place. But what for? I think insisting on nothing but gains for Ukraine. Otherwise, there's no point. It's just it ignores the entire history of war. 
I was about to say, imagine what his life has been like the last two years on a day-by-day basis and the stress of it. But that's true for practically everybody in Ukraine. You might not have a lot of the decision-making stress that he's got, but you've got the same, am I going to be bombed today or I was bombed yesterday? How am I going to find food, et cetera, et cetera? That's been going on now for two years. Uh, Which of these versions of this story... Um, well, let's hear 74, Michael. Let's hear this version of the story. 25-year-old Anastasia Savka is an army sniper. She stepped on a landmine in November near the Zaporizhia front. And she tells me they are scattered there like snowdrops in spring. We couldn't get out for a long time because we were under very heavy fire, she tells me. To be honest, we were ready to die there. The attacks were so close. Anastasia practices perfecting her balance, her endurance, regaining the strength to shoulder her weapons, and she wants to go back to the front. I think anything is possible, she says, but whatever happens, we all need to fight this together because the enemy is advancing. Lost her leg doing her rehab so she can get back to the front line and continue to fight. That's what you do when your back is completely against the wall. I mean, it's either win or you become a citizen of a an occupied country by an evil dictator who you'll have no freedom. Is slaughtering your countrymen and kidnapping your children. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tucker. That's the way it is, buddy. And... I was happy to see that poll where it turns out there are a lot more Americans supporting our involvement in helping Ukraine against Russia than I thought. Even the Republicans, it's like 80%. Um, uh, But I'm willing, like I said, I'm willing to hear the argument of this isn't in our national interest. I think you're wrong, but you can make that argument. It's not a crazy argument to make. But man, those of you who are saying, it's just getting more people killed. I don't think it's right. Oh boy, you don't get to make that decision. They're they're willing to die for this. You don't get to say I don't think you should die for this. It's a losing cause. So, I'm gonna pull the plug. Yeah, that's that's bad analysis in a number of ways, including the fact that, as I said yesterday, you you must raise the cost of doing this sort of thing by the malevolent powers of the world. They are very much. Uh, you know, I was going to say very much rational actors, although Putin does have this, and this runs counter to his, his character in general, but he's got this fantasy of a united uh, mother Russian empire. Um, every scrap of ground that Russia has ever held in any of its periods of empire need to be returned to the motherlands. But anyway, you need to make it irrational for them to do this sort of thing by raising the cost so high they don't want to do it. That does not require Ukraine takes back every inch of their land and opens up a Disneyland in Crimea. That's not necessary for that goal, and that's an important goal. Well, that's the argument of a lot of people for why Vietnam was not a anywhere near a complete waste of human life or failure or anything like that. I mean, it, it, it showed communism that you try to expand it's going to be it's going to take a lot a lot of lives and a lot of money doesn't mean you need to lie to your public no that does not let robert mcnamara off the the hook for instance etc etc but yeah um, mike lyons tweeting this out yesterday some good news for ukrainian support from other countries and i know a lot of you care about that but first in an unsettled world maybe gold or precious metals is a good idea 
Whether as a hedge against inflation, which is a great idea, or you want something tangible on hand for a bug-out plan, or you just want a store of value that uh, that does not fly up and down like stocks, historically gold increases in value over time. You ought to get in touch with our friends at Oxford Gold Group. Did you know countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold because of the unsettled world we live on right now? The Oxford in right now the Oxford Gold Group. They're the pros. They make owning gold and silver simple, easy to understand, and you can call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you might qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Give them a call, 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, jot it down, 833-995-GOLD. Or if you want to do the uh, internet thing, feel free, oxfordgoldgroup.com slash free. That's oxfordgoldgroup.com slash free. If indeed the cell phone outage uh, today is the first onslaught of the Chinese horde invading our motherland, you'll want to have plenty of gold. Get in touch with our friends at Oxford Gold Group. Tell you what gas station heroin is in just a second. But first, Mike Lyons, our uh, military analyst go-to guy, tweeting this out yesterday. First of all, the news from Bloomberg that Germany is increasing its military spending to as much as 3.5% of its economic output, ramping up its investments. Germany is the number one economic engine in Europe, and uh, that's a major increase in the military spending on their own defense. So that's good news for the free world, I believe. Mike Lyons said, let's go! And how about mustering a functioning tank brigade? Uh, and he also tweeted out, I hadn't heard this, Canada is stepping up with 800 drones to Ukraine, Sweden sending artillery ammo, Germany having up their spending. It's all good news the last two days for uh, support of Ukraine and helping us help them. For what it's worth... While the conversation continues in the United States about the validity of the uh, the reasons to support Ukraine, in Europe it's pretty much unanimous. Uh, unanimous, other than Viktor Orban of of Hungary, but he's a special case. Um, the Euros absolutely believe uh, Putin is a threat to stability, trade, the modern world, etc. Anyway, I didn't know about this gas station heroin. I guess there's a bunch of different brands of this same sort of stuff. I don't buy any of those various drinks that they've got. And pretty much water or coffee, if I'm going to get anything to drink at a convenience store. Maybe the occasional orange juice. My kids mm. will have a slushy if they have a slushy machine. But not Take a the walk on the wild side. A variety of like vitamin E, energy E things, just a bunch of different things in them. But this gas station heroin, this particular brand is. Neptune's Tia Neptune Elixir. Oh. Anyway, I guess there's a whole bunch of these drinks that have something in them that does not combine well with opioids and is uh, killing people. I, that's what it said what? here. That's what it said on Fox News. So if you're on the opioids and, and you slug this stuff down or, or what? That's what they claimed. Huh. Very cool looking bottle. And my son, my 14. Maybe they can bury it with you. My 13-year-old had a had a monster energy drink at some point and decided he just loves them. And, like, I'm a caffeine addict and have been for a long time. And they make my head pop off. I cannot... I've, I've taken a couple of sips and I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack and die. Mm. So what is it with the younger crowd? He'd never had caffeine in his life, hardly. And it can immediately ingest those. Is are they built differently than us? Or 
Where did you learn to drink stimulant drinks, son? I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from you. Boy, that's true. They have seen me stumble groggily out. Yeah, I need some coffee. <laughs> or the number of times we have to stop on a long road trip. Again? You need coffee again? Yes, I need coffee again! Can't you tell by how short-tempered I am? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Uh, gender-bending madness coming up. Uh, an AI update. It is going sideways. Uh, what's your P-Doom, by the way? That's right. I meant to bring that up. What? Your P Doom. Actually, if I ever become a rapper, which is incredibly unlikely, that's going to be my rapper name, P Doom. What's your P Doom? That's what people are asking in Silicon Valley these days. Okay. I need to know about that, apparently. And we got a bunch of texts in response to Joe Biden's student loan bailout. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Giving those plucky college kids a chance at the American dream. With Finally, your... they can pursue their dreams without those pesky student loans. With your tax money. Yay! So nice of you to help them out. Uh, we got a bunch of people responding to that story, so stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, big giant cell phone outage across America. Nobody seems to have a grasp of exactly how big it is. Certainly don't know what caused it. And we were asking earlier, the fact that it's AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile... Um, we got somebody who apparently is in the know of this business talking about how they use each other's tower space, but not this and that equipment. And just said it is inexplicable, more or less, how all those different companies went down at the same time. But so they didn't. They didn't? No. 
Okay. Uh, T-Mobile and Verizon said their networks were unaffected and they've had no down, no outages. It's just people who are trying to call AT&T customers and the calls didn't connect. Okay. So this uh, texture in the business is behind the story then? Mm, well, it was reported earlier, like universally, that there were outages on all those networks, but mm-hmm. there weren't. And we're sure that this latest thing is true? Well, I suppose T-Mobile and Verizon might be lying, but they're saying, no, we haven't had any outages. Well, we're if it's fine. just AT&T, it's a completely different story then. Correct. But they sh- But still no update on their website or anything? I haven't been there recently. I'm looking at the updated version of the story. Um, Although my phone works fine. No, they haven't provided a reason for the system failure. My phone is working right now as I'm looking at it as we speak. Um, Joe Biden with another round of relieving student debt and said this yesterday. Folks, I'm happy to have been able to forgive these loans because when we realize and relieve Americans of their student debt, they're free to chase their dreams. Man, oh man, oh man. Yeah, if you... It's greeting card rhetoric. Well, first of all, yeah, the whole chase your dreams. That's what you're going to do if you have more money. Everybody is just chasing their dreams, not spending it stupidly or whatever. Everybody only uses extra money to chase dreams, which is just... My dream is a BMW. (laughs) But why did they get a break to chase their dreams and not somebody with a car loan or rent or... uh, Blue-collar guy who didn't go to college at all. Right. Well, we got all these texts. and Oh, and yeah, I don't think enough people know this, so I want to point this out every time. The Biden-Harris administration has now approved nearly, this is post the Supreme Court saying they couldn't do that other way they were going to do it, um, has now approved nearly $138 billion in student debt cancellation for almost 4 million borrowers through more than two dozen executive actions. Not a joke. So whatever details you're hearing about this one plan, there are all kinds of different plans to cover all kinds of different people, all right? Wow. Which is very, very frustrating. Um, And so some of the texts we received. I have two friends in their 50s who are successful and financially comfortable, very capable of continuing to pay their student loans for grad school, who have recently had their loans paid off by you and me. One for $16,000, one for $18,000. These friends of mine do not need assistance in any way. It's a huge stimulus and contributes to inflation. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, it seems more like vote purchasing to me, but there's so much of that. It yeah, who was that? Out. One of your National Review guys saying this is definitely into the territory of just breaking the law because it, it, it's a letter to college students signed by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in an election year. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I doubt that it would count as voter fraud but or, or some sort of buying votes, but it's it's damned close. Reminds me of what Gavi Newsom did in California, where he just sent out those weird, no good reason stimmy checks right before the election. Yeah, I could pursue my dreams much more effectively if the feds would waive my 2022 tax bill, says this person. <laughs> Here's another person. I'm a teacher. I work with four new teachers. They complain about their student loans. One is uh, ranging between $15,000 and $38,000. And then the next breath, because I've experienced this myself in my own real life, Talk about their Disneyland pass, their trip to Mexico, to New York, my new $300 bag. They also said out loud that they'll vote for Biden um, because of the forgiveness. It's only fair. My husband and I put two kids through college. We'd love to have our $140,000 back, 
We haven't been to Mexico or New York, and I can't afford the handbags at Target for forty dollars. Yeah, I, uh, I, I will be, I will, I won't be specific because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Nice person, but I know somebody with a big student loan monthly nut that was very unhappy when the Supreme Court made that ruling. Has done more world traveling as a young person than I've done in my entire life as an old person. What gives? But you get to pursue your dreams if, if, if me, the taxpayer, who's not traveled the world like you, pays your student loan debt. I mean, this is the most outrageous, unfair, least progressive thing the Democratic Party has ever done. My headline is Jack Armstrong tramples on people's dreams. Guess my wife and I shouldn't have worked hard and paid extra all those months to try to pull it off, pay it off early. Nope. That was stupid. No, you're a fool. What are you doing retiring debt and trying to be debt-free? Have the government write it off. The only, Another text. The only reason I didn't accept my admission to, Starver, to, Starver, to Stanford was the cost. I went somewhere else. Blank this. Yeah. People, wow. people decide to go to different colleges based on what it would cost. Or you pursued your dreams, racked up a big bill, and then the government comes at the government. The taxpayer comes and bails you out. Well, I'm glad you got to go to the cool college, though. It's important to me that you got to go to the college you wanted to. Um, I, I, I can't believe this is actually happening. It's already happened. It's happening. It's happened and happening. And I don't know how many people are even aware. Very frustrating. As the National Review puts it, as policy, the move is absurd. The notion that college grads need massive subsidization was ridiculous enough during the worst days of COVID-19. But now, the idea is insulting. Yeah, and I know college is super crazy expensive, but this is not the remedy. If you missed a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the headline, I mean, all the headlines then are misleading because there's uh, all your news outlets are still saying AT&T, T-Mobile and Verizon users hit with massive cellular outages. That's the headline on all the news or organizations. I mean, as yeah, I think there's there's a huge amount of echo in the news these days where you see a headline, but you don't have it on your site yet. So you throw it up on your site and uh, and don't update it. Um, But anyway. News media is crappy these days. There's a breaking headline for you. I'm conflicted about this story. Conflicted? First of all, the headline, put your smugness away. You are not too clever to be conned. Consumers reported losing more than $10 billion to fraud. A record high last year, according to the FTC. How much did you say? More than $10 billion. Wow. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of money. Uh, on the other hand, I read this headline and thought, hey, you know what? I am too clever to be conned. I think. And then I saw it was written by Michelle Singletary. Michelle Singletary. Does that name ring a bell at all to you? It might. You know what? I'm thinking of somebody else. Sorry. It shouldn't (laughs) ring a bell to you in any way. Oh, and I went to a lot of trouble to research this, too, but it's a different Michelle. Anyway, um, so, uh, so... I really, I would like to be smug and say I'm too clever to be conned. On the other hand, as I look at my three beloved children, they each have a distinctly different level of skepticism. I raised them. They're half my DNA and half Judy's, presumably, although my son looks a lot like the UPS guy. Oh, Um, geez. uh, He looks exactly uh, like you. Yeah, I know he does. And he sounds like me, and he's got all of my... Strengths and, and flaws as well, but uh, what are you going to do? Anyway, um, so if I can't raise three kids to have roughly the same level of skepticism, how can anybody else? And so I try not to be too smug about that. It's I think it is, it, you can certainly develop it, or it can be underdeveloped, but I'm beginning to think it's something like height, you know? Hmm. Um, it's just different people have different levels. Immutable! Of Thank you. That's a fancy word. Now... Michelle Singletary writes in the Washington Post, Sometimes we have to be reminded that con artists, especially with the help of advanced technology, thrive because they win people's trust. It's right in the name. Con is short for confidence. It's a good point. The confidence man was the old-timey term. I think I had forgotten that. Yeah, well, it's a good reminder. Con artists also lean into folks' fear factor. The more panicked the target, the better odds of success. Now, that's interesting, too. You remember we learned the other day that your IQ allegedly drops by 20 points when you're angry? Mm. What happens to it when you're afraid, I wonder? Got to be similar. You think? Last week, a personal finance writer at New York Magazine, personal finance writer at New York Magazine, bravely revealed that she'd been conned out of $50,000. Oh, that's Money scary. she handed over to swindlers in a shoebox. No. Don't be smug, Jack. You're not too smart to fall for this scam. I think I'm too smart to hand anybody a bunch of cash in a shoebox. <laughs> I'm hearing smugness, Michael. And is it just me? I'm hearing it too. You want a lot it in of a smug? Sh- you say you gotta have it in a shoebox. Okay. Let me spin the tail out for you. 
Charlotte Cowles shared how scammers pretending to be from Amazon, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Central Intelligence Agency frightened her so badly that all her usual skepticism was overruled. She was convinced she and her family were in imminent danger. I'm from the CIA, and I need $50,000 in a shoebox. Okay, it's going to take me a few minutes to get across town to the bank, but I'll be right back. Since Cowell's revelation, media outlets have been pointing out where the con could have been detective had, had detected had she remained calm. Then she might have questioned the request for cash or the probability that it really was the CIA, FTC, and Amazon calling. The big three. I mean, I'm, I'm making my I smelled something weird face. Uh, I realize this is radio. Uh, uh, um, What? Talk about an odd combo. And no, the government won't ask you to pay money to avoid being arrested. Don't forget that telephone numbers can be spoofed to make you believe the call is legitimate. So this gal... Well, I don't know about the the government will not never make you pay money to, be, to avoid being arrested. What if you owe back taxes? Yeah, but they won't ask for it in a shoebox. No, of course not. So, uh, let's pause right there. Do you, are you so smug you think you're too clever to be uh, conned in this I, way? I'm still feeling smug, yes. I'm still yeah, feeling like I'm too yeah. smug to fall for this. You're from the CIA and you need 50K in a shoebox? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, how, I would immediately start messing with them. How old is this person? What that kind took? of shoebox? Because I have I have both men's shoes and women's shoes. My wife is a woman, and she wears women's shoes. What kind of shoebox would you like the money in? Oh, would I have fun messing with them? <laughs> you, I've got to give you fifty grand in a shoebox to avoid being arrested. Well, I'll be damned. Didn't see that coming. All right, so we were still feeling <laughs> smug, are we? All right, let's try another one. The very gal who's writing this article says natural-born skeptics might shake their heads at what they view as the gullibility of scam victims. Mm -hmm. You may consider yourself scam-proof, but the sophistication of today's schemes can snare even the most cynical among us. I would never say I'm scam-proof. I, I, I clicked on a, an eBay email one time that looked like their website and everything and got fished. I was going in a hurry going through. I just bought something on eBay. So, no, I, anybody who claims they're scam-proof, come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah, the phishing, the spear phishing stuff, yeah, that's that's tough. Don't don't ever give your passwords, but anyway, uh, let's see. So uh, this, this gal who's writing this article writes, I had to stifle my own self-righteousness after reading Cal's viral confession. It reminded me of how I was once conned. At the time, it was an ATM scheme targeting women out at recreational facilities in Virginia and Maryland. Here's what happened. She left the, her purse in the car, thought it was safely tucked away, but the crook had been watching, smashed the car, grabbed the, uh, grabbed the purse. Shortly after my aerobics class started, the crook called the community center, pretending to be a bank manager. Is your purse missing? He asked when I took to the line. I asked him to check. Well, I checked my car, or to wait. Well, I checked my car. Sure enough, the window was broken, etc. I would think it was Fake the bank. bank. I would absolutely believe it was the bank. Well, that's it. there's more. So okay. far, Jack is not smug if you're keeping track no. at home. No. A uh, fake bank, bank manager said he had caught the man who snatched my purse. Okay. Now I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you caught the guy? <laughs> I'm hearing more smugness. <laughs> the thief had allegedly confessed, which was how the caller knew where to find me. 
There's more on that. Mad at myself and sobbing, the imposter said I should take a few minutes to calm down. He was professional, reassuring, and compassionate. Like all bank managers are. Compassionate and calm. And, and, and like, tackle evildoers on the street. Right. My uncle actually did. My my uncle owned the bank, and he tackled a, a bank robber once and held him until the police came. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he said he would have immediately can't. Okay. <laughs> Is there more before that's I continue? What, that's why you found him using as a kid, so the fact that he sat on the guy. <laughs> well, you gotta. Uh, he said he would immediately cancel my bank card. He said that I shouldn't worry. This happens all the time, and the bank would reimburse me if any money had been stolen from my account. He said he was happy for me because I wouldn't have to replace my credit card and driver's license. Then he told an incredible tale. He described how he noticed broken glass in my purse as the guy tried to use my ATM card. He said he chased him down and held him until the police arrived. Right, sure you did. He had, by this point, earned my trust. That's when the real purpose of the theft emerged. The crook said he wanted me to verify the contents of my purse, some financial information, how much cash. Finally, he asked for the personal ID number of the PIN for my debit card. Why don't you he tell me? It, he said, yeah, he needed it, he said, so he could cancel the number and issue another code. Yeah, why don't you tell me you were on the bank there, Jason Bourne. Nice job tackling that guy. This man had methodically chipped away at my normal wariness with his warmth. Mm. And this may surprise you, Jack. He ended up stealing money from <laughs> Again to the headline, put your smugness away. You are not too clever to be conned. And, and so and but they don't have any examples of things that like people of moderate skepticism would fall for? <laughs> no, that's the only two. Okay. Well, it didn't work. I still feel smug now. I was afraid of that. <laughs> this is a tough tough nut to crack, folks. <laughs> Of course, it's the WAPO newsroom. This gal probably lives in some sort of progressive fantasy land. I don't know. Hey, with the college loan forgiveness going on, it it reminded me of a story I heard yesterday about college majors and that sort of thing. And I know there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about that today. Uh, So we might hit on that, the whole what you major in and and, uh, the, the idea of what you pursue in life. And a couple other things on the way. We'll keep an eye on that cell phone outage. Stay here. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This ain't Texas. Ain't no holding. Hey! So cards down, 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 down. This is Beyonce's first country song, and it debuted at number one on the Hot Country 100 chart, whatever that is. But so I guess it is getting play on country radio. Mm. I like this song, but it sounds oddly familiar to me. Mm. Michael played that. Franklin. Yep. Coming over to play. That's right, the Franklin the Turtle theme song. Plagiarism. It is pretty similar. Of course, so is a lot of pop music. And a lot of country music, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of so, pop music. Uh, Beyonce is going to be brought to her knees, legally speaking, by the turtle and his lawyer. Time to lawyer up, turtle boy. Hmm? Speaking of pop music, so I'm a fan of this guy, Jack Antonoff, who won Producer of the Year at the Grammys the other night uh, for the second year in a row and has produced some of the biggest albums of the last uh, half century with a whole bunch of different artists. He's in this band, Bleacher, that I really like, but I didn't realize he was a producer and he's like in five different bands and... He's a really, really big deal in music. Um, one of the interesting things I saw in that interview is that he uh, Taylor Swift gave him a shot. She she was she liked Bleacher and let him produce one of the songs. And he said, otherwise, he said I'd have never made it. He said for for for, for big company music, they only go with the hot, well known producers. They're never going to take a chance on anybody else. And Taylor overrode them and said, I like this guy. I want to let him try to do it. That's the only reason I ever got it. The door opened for me and had a chance to become what I am now. And now he's the biggest thing in music producing. But anyway, he was on Seth Meyers the other night, and he and, and he brought up something I thought was really interesting about um, uh, uh, what you want to do with your life. And he said, I told my guidance counselor I wanted to be a musician. Well, he was thanking his parents for letting him pursue music the way he did and not mm. discouraging him from like really dedicating himself to music. And he said, my guidance counselor you know, said, well, you can't really do that and you need to blah, blah, blah. And he said, why, why do they do that? Now, I actually am not, I don't have a problem with like a backup plan for some of your more fanciful ideas. Mm-hmm. But Seth Meyers said, yeah, if you say you want to be an astronaut, they just say fantastic. Even though there's like six astronauts a year for the past 50 years, <laughs> even you got no chance of being an astronaut. But they just say, awesome. You say you want to be a musician or a, a pro basketball player. Say, no, well, come on. Let's let's be realistic here. Let's have a backup. Yeah. I, I found that kind of interesting. There's a number of pursuits. Like becoming a medical doctor is not super easy. Um, no. It's going to take a lot of work and a certain amount of luck, and, and but, but, but all right, and mind-boggling expense at this point too, which is a thing. So one of the few good ideas I came up with as a parent was uh, talking to my kids who all have artistic and creative impulses, and I said, uh, "Here's the way I look at it: I'm not going to urge you to study this other stuff in case you don't make it." Because I don't like that feel of that. I'm urging you to study it in case you do make it. 
Because as a guy in arguably show business, media, I will tell you this. People are going to try to rip you off constantly. You've got to be sharp. You've got to understand the world. You have to understand business to some extent and psychology and all this the history. You've got to understand it to survive as a creative artist. So don't study this stuff in case you fail. Study this stuff in case you make it, which seemed to be a pretty well-received message. It's easier to buy the dream for young people now than it ever has been because they can see all these people on YouTube making tremendous livings, or at least it looks like they're making tremendous livings. They did from their bedroom, and it happened like overnight. More than it ever did in the past. That's such an interesting lifestyle because unlike, you know, back in the day, you put out an album, you do a tour, you put out another album, you do a tour. These people have to constantly be creating content because there are a million other people with a webcam and a computer mm-hmm. or a smartphone even um, who are capable of doing the same thing. Yeah, you have to have a really good idea and then execute it perfectly and then get lucky. And, There's always some luck save your money. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, but so what was the Wall Street Journal article about college majors? I didn't actually read it. Well, there's a big news study out that said uh, slightly over half of college grads are not in jobs that make use of their skills or credentials greater than previously thought. And it, it goes into it really. It's the sort of thing that we could do like an entire half hour on because there's so much involved here. Um, I'm, you've I'm, got to I'm, differentiate. I'm, I'm ready to push back on this hard, but I'll listen to more. Uh, push back on what exactly that, 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 that matters and what, so a whole bunch of history majors that are now in different, you know, insurance brokers or, or doing whatever. That's a problem. Well, yeah, that was actually the first thing I was going to say was you have to differentiate between career specific majors and uh, liberal arts educations, right. general education, right. uh, the thing I was, the very thing I was describing, um, the sort of person who's well-rounded and understands the world. Um, I, I think liberal arts education is incredibly valuable. If you want to be a high-flying finance guy on Wall Street, you better take a f- some fin classes. You, you probably want to be a finance major. Um, that's fine. If you want to be a, uh, a, a you know brain surgeon, I suggest rather strongly you have a pre-med type major. But for a hell of a lot of people, as you point out, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you got to make that differentiation. And then... They're, they're, one of the main questions they're dealing with is, uh, is a college education still worth the cost, particularly given the skyrocketing costs, at which point I would like to get into the fact that the kids come out of school knowing less than they went in with. They're not studying. They're not learning. The professors aren't teaching. It's all a giant bloated money pit. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, it's been a long, long time since I took any college classes, but everything we read is it is not rigorous. For a lot of your majors at a lot of your schools. For what it's worth, uh, and and we made reference to this earlier when discussing the student loan forgiveness scam being perpetrated by old Joe Biden. Bachelor's degree holders and college level jobs earn nearly 90% more than people with just high school diplomas. College level jobs is the term they mean they use to indicate you're like pursuing your major, which again, I think is... It's an interesting question, but it doesn't cover anywhere near all college students. Uh, but then underemployed college graduates earn t- only 25% more than high school graduates. Boy, and there's got to be a lot of other factors involved in those numbers, too. The fact that yeah. you went to college 
tends to mean you came from a bit more well-to-do family where you probably got more advice in going out into the world or help getting out into the world, which is going to allow you to earn more money. Is that because you went to college Mm -hmm. or because of the family you came from? Well, and then they get into the fact that more than any other factor analyzed, including race, gender, choice of university, what a person studies determines their odds of getting on a college-level career track. Internships are also critical, but uh, yeah, you don't say. So if I take a career-specific curriculum... I'm going to be more likely to get into a curriculum-specific career Mm. (laughs) as opposed to a general ed thing. And then I go out and I kick ass as a salesperson because I've just got that personality and I have drive. So, you know, I'd like to dig into this a little more. I'm sure there are nuggets worth knowing within it, but the premise of the thing is a little head-scratchy to me. It's so damned expensive now, though, that you right. you, you, you got to know this stuff, or think about it at least. If you miss a segment or an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.